politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. All right, so guys, I just sent an email to Max, the chimney sweep, where I live. And Max is going to come and fix my chimney. He's going to make it so I can do all kinds of cool, warm things this summer with my fireplace. And uh, I got an email back immediately from Max. And it said, thanks. Can you do me a favor? I've never, I don't, it was a weird email. So I wrote back, sure. And he wrote back, can you send me an iTunes gift card? Hmm. So I called him and I was like, Max, did, did you just ask me for an iTunes card? And he said, no, 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 you're the fifth person to call me, I got hacked. And what happened, Travis, was his email address was a Comcast email, but the the reply came from the same email address, but a Hotmail email. So it sounds like he got into his Comcast email address and just uh, started forwarding that to the Hotmail address. Yep. So what what did he say? Well, when I said, I said my usual thing, I was like, well, you know, I told Max to call the police and I told my friend at the Secret Service because I really don't like when my private information is being accessed by some someone like you. But here's the deal. I'll make it all go away for $250 in your pocket if you appear on our podcast about people like you. Uh, we've had that before where they never respond other than telling you they want 30 bucks. Did you offer to pay it in iTunes gift cards? You no, know, I said what I said, and he wrote back, your father. What does your okay. father have to do with this? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> so I said, what? And he wrote back, give it to your father. And I said, I couldn't help it. I wrote back to him and I said, you know, I tried to give it to my father, but he was busy with your mother. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Approved. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we didn't get him. You know, I think, you know, we know scams are everywhere. But one thing I had never really thought about is that reality TV is sort of a scam. Did you ever think that before? Reality TV a scam? How's it? Come on. It's reality TV. It's real, baby. Oh, you don't believe that for a second, Adam. You mean to tell me the Kardashians aren't, like, really just saying and doing that stuff because it comes to them naturally? Travis, what do you think? I think it's entirely staged. Yeah, it's definitely a scam. All of it? Um, Most. I have a friend of mine who's worked on a bunch of reality TV shows, and uh, yeah, he's definitely confirmed that uh, it's staged, it's edited, it's manipulated uh, to bring about a completely different story or even to uh, create a story where there might not have been one originally. Wait, wait. You mean all those romances that the Kardashians are having, they're not real? Well, it's oh, true. On. We had 72-hour marriages. <laughs> I guess you maybe actually, it's not exactly real. <laughs> you didn't think it was real for a second. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think people just 
I, I don't know, like, from my point of view, if, like, people want to believe it's real or, like, from what I always thought was, like, it, it made people feel, like, sort of, like, better about their own lives. They're like, well, at least I'm not, like, Snooky. Is that a person? <laughs> um, Snooky, yes. Jersey Shore. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Snooky. I have no idea who you are. I just know that that's a name associated with reality. Snooky is a, big, is a big deal, not just for those of us in New Jersey, but across the country. Okay. Um, so I guess some of them are written, manufactured, maybe all of them are written, written and manufactured, and or like yeah. the producers are definitely, they have a story they want to tell, or they're like, Hey, you know, what would be really funny is if we tell so-and-so that so-and-so, you know, it couldn't get there because his father was busy with his mother or whatever. <laughs> so oh. Yeah. Um, but like, that is like, if you think about it. Good storytelling is at the very heart of a scam. Oh no, totally. these these con artists, they are they are raconteurs to the nth degree. Hmm. What is a raconteur exactly? Adam? A storyteller. Oh, it was French. like a French raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is, you know, fear, right? Primal instincts. This is something that scammers really go for. And as I understand it, reality TV producers are kind of pushing all those prevalent instinct buttons too. Oh no, totally. Love, hate, anger, throwing things at each other, smashing plates, ratting each other out. I love it. It's a passion. I have your password. Game. I have your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Got your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I want your gift cards. Send them to yeah. me now. If you want your boyfriend back, you will send me an iTunes gift card. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding is that there are, uh, all the people on these shows aren't necessarily the most upstanding citizens on earth. Well, there are certain, shall we say, allegations, some of which have been proven. <laughs> some has, of anyone which gone to, has anyone gone to jail or is it just not that kind of thing? Wait, let's not give anything away. That's what we're going to talk about on today's show. Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, the voice of cyber reason. I'm Bo, the voice of cyber uh, chaos, unreason, and stupidity. And I'm Travis, the cyber voice of impending doom. <laughs> <laughs> and on today's show, who are we talking to, Adam? We have Caitlin Brodnick of Scam Wow, and she's got some very interesting things to talk about. We're welcoming back Caitlin Brodnick from Scam Wow. You may recall that the first time we spoke with her, she was telling us about a speaker scam that she got involved with a while back. I totally remember that. That was insane. <laughs> yeah. Hi, thank you for having me. I love this show. And I reference your show a lot on my show. <laughs> oh, do you? That's oh, constantly. Constantly. I'm always talking about you guys, and I'm saying they've covered it really well. If you if you need, you want to go over background checks, you want to go over everything, I, I'm constantly telling people to listen to you. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. And, and I am constantly looking at any kind of email I get for professional services askance. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> so we don't have any particular scams to talk about this week. So 
we're going to do some dish. We're going to talk amongst ourselves about some some really good scams. And Caitlin, since you are the the chairman of the Scam Wow Committee, uh, <laughs> no one more appropriate to talk about this than you. So what's the newest, latest, most fun, crazy scams that you've seen? I'm honored. I'm so honored for this position because I. what's interesting too, with ScamWow, we do have a community where people are emailing us constantly. I can pull up my email and show you all of the recent scams that people are giving me daily that they're coming across, which is so exciting. But I also have the most recent scam involving the Real Housewives, which are sort of interesting. These scams, everyone talks about the Real Housewives scams from the angle of the person who scammed. So the housewife, she's so rich. She's so opulent. Let's look at her from all the stuff. How did she, she created basically a fraudulent world to get on a show. It happens with every single time a real housewife creates a scam. And there's lots of real housewives that also happen to be scammers. So it's a pattern we see. Okay. Okay. Wait, you got to slow down. You got to slow down. And I'll tell you why, because I, and you're going to freak out about this, Caitlin. I've never watched the show. That's okay. That's no, but okay. Wait. So, but this is freaking me out. So, Adam, you've watched the show. I think I've seen little snippets of Real Housewives of New York and okay. uh, Beverly Hills. And Travis, okay. how about you? You watch, Did they have a Real Housewives of Star Trek or Star Wars? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Although, admittedly, I would it's totally only... watch that if that was a, uh, if that was a show. <laughs> So what is the, I don't understand the scam thing though, Adam. Do you like, are okay. our housewives, are these fraudulent? They're not even married or what's the deal? No, no. Okay. I'll back up. So housewives are shady bitches usually. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caitlin, don't, you, don't, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Whatever you I won't. Sugar, you know what? I won't. They're doing so well. They're fine. And they have been called so many worse other things. Like, I actually think they're fascinating. And I love their rise and demise. And I think all of it is interesting. But they are bizarre women who are very opulent. They have usually a lot of money. At one point in their life, they had or have not been married. That is not actually a qualification. They just have you to be- You don't have to be married. You don't have to be married. It what? mainly it's a socialite who behaves like someone who doesn't need to be fully employed. And that's sort of the concept of like the, the Stepford wife, like the woman who can go around exercising and arranging her potted plants if she feels like it but has enough money to not do anything. Okay, so and, you're talking about like you have like, these are, these could be like just a trust fund brat then. Almost, but like in, in connected, yes, but with connected with a celebrity element to it with that they have a million billion followers, that their parents are super rich and that's how they're a trust fund, that their parents were famous, um, that they married into a famous family. There's something about the connection with Hollywood as well. Um, some are ex-actresses or still trying to act. And then on top of that, you have women that are have very low threshold for explosion and getting into fights. So you have women that very quickly can just off, at, off the cuff, just have an eruption of emotion, feelings, <laughs> tears, yelling, wine glass throwing. That's wow. Those are the qualifications that they look for. So speaking of them being uh, actresses, or at least uh, connected to actresses somehow, um, how much of the wild behavior you see on the show, these shows are uh, real? 
it kind of seems like there's a uh, WWE element to it of a pro wrestling. I'm sure. I'm sure that there is there. And and a lot of these shows, a lot of any reality shows, I'm very obsessed with Love Island right now, which I, guys, I cannot recommend enough. What is is Love Island? Love Island right now on Hulu. It's the UK version. It's season eight. So Love Island's been going on for a bunch of seasons in the UK. It is the most tragic but well done reality show about dating that I have seen yet. So usually with dating shows, and we'll go back to the Real Housewives, but usually with dating shows, and this is relating to them, you feel that the producers are putting their hands in it a lot. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Somebody will come out of a scene, quote unquote, and say a line that you know was fed to them by a producer to start a fight with another person. In that case, it feels very fake and done up. But um, I was watching Love Island, and you only have to start at like episode 22 because there's like 70 episodes. There's so many episodes per season because they film it every single day. So you only have to start episode 22, season eight. And these young adults are so genuine and kind and thoughtful with their feelings and also just as ignorant and slutty and ridiculous as you want from your reality TV. But they're, they're so sensitive. They communicate their feelings. I cannot... I cannot recommend it enough. One guy leaves because he's too emotional and he feels that it's not healthy for his mental health. And so everybody has to address mental health on the show. It's so well done and not at all like Real Housewives. Like that's why Real Housewives is not that way. That sounds like a that sounds like a fourth wall broken Truman show kind of nice. It, Oh, it's nice. But I, I mean, mean you know, I, like I, Bo I'm and I express yeah. our feelings to Travis on on these shows often. So could, could we classify it as makes the, me never stop. uncomfortable every time? Never pod, stop doing we that. could be pod husbands, the pod <laughs> husbands of the U.S. You should. <laughs> the well, slightly not so desperate pod husbands of yes. the ecosphere. Well, see, that's where you guys would be doing a great job. But that's what it feels like the Real Housewives don't do. I'm sorry. I was referencing Love Island as a really good example of how people are sharing their feelings in crazy situations. The Real Housewives, Travis, as you were saying, as much of it is true or false, what it feels more to me is that it's all being provoked. It sounds to me like we're talking about ugly people doing ugly things. Um, and, and, and I don't see the attraction there. It's gratifying to a lot of people because they Because then the- you say like, oh, then I'm not that ugly and I'm not that mean. I exactly. I genuinely think Americans feel uh, this is a this is also like pulling way back. But culturally, I think Americans rely on reality television to feel intelligent because I think if you watch reality television and you watch these shows and producers and editors making fun of how ridiculous someone else is just living their life simply, it makes you seem better. Yeah, you feel better. It's a whole thing. It's it's a, I well, it's, 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 yeah. It's compared to that life. My life is a dream, Completely. right? Well, isn't that a way that a lot of scammers operate? Those in terms of trying to uh, appeal 100%. to people. Is it not yes. only that, but also to get you off balance and make you feel insecure. So oh, yeah. you're you're mm-hmm. ugly, and your husband's cheating. Your fat husband's cheating on you. Mm-hmm. By the way, I have some fat husband cheating on you spray that will. Solve mm-hmm. the problem. Yes, yes. Only $30. But that's not even what they're scamming, guys. That's what's so crazy. That's what they're... So what they're scamming on the show to pe- to appear relevant. And so they're constantly... They're, they're keeping up with the Joneses. They're keeping up the plastic surgery. So if one woman doesn't have wrinkles on her head, no one can have wrinkles on her head. So everyone's getting the plastic surgery. But their scams that they're doing on the side have nothing to do with being housewives. And that's actually why they're getting in trouble. 
So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance an electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. The scam I want to talk about today, there's a couple. The scam I want to go over today was the Jen Shaw. She is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is only in its second and maybe filming its third season right now. It's brand new. And one of the requirements to be on these shows is you have to be someone who lives this affluent life. So what's very interesting to me is I do in my heart of hearts believe a lot of FBI agents watch The Real Housewives. (laughs) And this is why. (laughs) Because there's so many times where you see an incredibly rich woman flaunting her wealth and the finances just don't add up. So Jen Shaw is an example that her husband was a college football coach, and that's it. And she's living in multi-million dollar homes, spending ridiculous $20,000 on parties, brand new Lamborghinis, like an insane amount of wealth that you would it would appear she's behaving like a Kardashian. So how do you case. know that daddy or mommy didn't give him that dough? Because she has said she's, she's come up from her bootstraps. They have pictures of her family pictures of his family. There's a lot of like origin stories with all these housewives and they really yeah. want to show you they're just like you, but somehow they've become incredible rich phenoms. Oh, so there's a well, ton of mobsters out there. Well, they nailed, they nailed this, uh, uh, people from the, uh, real housewives of New Jersey. Uh, that was some prison time there was oh, yeah. for was Joe and Teresa, you know, was it a mobster? Yes. Adam? I'm not, 
I'm not exactly sure if it was the mob story, but <clears throat> there was certainly some questionable financial conduct. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay. It was it was the same sort of like hubris that a lot of these ridiculously rich out of touch people have that they believe that just them and them alone don't have to pay taxes. The, there's this concept at a certain wealth bracket that I noticed or that combined with the you know Republican side that it's not fair. Why me? I've made so much money. I want to keep it all. Why should I give back to a community that has basically served me until now? So the the issue with the Real Housewives of New Jersey is that Joe did something that was like seemingly simple. It's actually a pretty simple crime that he constantly changed his company and LLCs around and put different names in different in his name and his wife's name and different bank accounts to make it appear to thin out his money basically and make it appear that he doesn't need to pay as many taxes as he does. And so if he would start a new company, there's this loophole like if you start a company in the first five years you don't have to pay back taxes. There's something of like these new startups. Well, no, no, you're allowed where, you're allowed to deduct legitimate expenses. Yeah. Yes. Right. So they would deduct all of this stuff and they would sort of take, um, they declared bankruptcy. They sort of declared all these weird waves. They've also doctored documents. They did not just flat out, didn't pay taxes. They had fraudulent things when they were asking for loans from other companies to like refinance their home. They would lie on that loan application. So it was a lot of documents and monetary forms that they had lied on that Joe had done in basically under this auspice of like, everybody kind of does it. You know, we all do it. It's how we get around. It's like, it's just business, baby. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the theory, but that's not exactly accurate. I feel like the only person I've heard anyone say did this, um, I've heard, you know, whatever stuff here and there, but like the, uh, oh gosh, it's going to get us a bad review on Apple, but still do it. I don't care. We can take it. Donald Trump. Like that's what Rachel Maddow oh, was yeah. saying he did. Like, you that's know, what, that's what they like, did. That's, that's what, what the Judaism. Well, do you, do you yeah. see what's going on now in Spain no. with Shakira? They're talking about <gasps> that they want to send her to prison because they say she owes eight million in taxes. You know, again, the, with the IRS, as long as you are honest about your gross income, you can argue about deductions. Gross and income, right. like wow, so much money. Like that's gross. You make so much money, <laughs> yes. and I don't. You know. By the way, Shakira, if she deserves it, like she should have to pay the eight million. Screw her. But um, what? Mm. But is it like gross, Adam? Gross, gross? Or it's gross, the whole like, theory is you, you you take all of the revenue <laughs> that comes in, hence gross income. Okay. And then you can come up with adjusted gross <laughs> income, which has to do with your deductions. But the bottom line is. As long as a deduction is within the realm of reality, you can fight yeah. with them about it. Worst case, you pay interest, maybe a penalty, but yeah. do not mess around with the money that you bring in. They have no sense okay. of humor about that. All right. And also, gotcha. don't make fake companies, because that's also what Joe did. He made a bunch of fake companies. What kind of fake open. companies? Like, were they like, was it a mousetrap company? Did no, I like wish. A- it was like he, I want to say... He would he would open something in his wife's name, or he'd say, "Now we're doing this." Like he would just he would they would create these random companies and put other people in their family as owners of the company. Which was Travis a way to does move. that all the time. Travis has like eighteen <laughs> shell companies that he just sells nothing through. Yeah, 
Yeah. My secret's out. Yeah. I want to be actually, part of uh, it. recording this on the Grand Cayman. Travis is yeah. the most popular man in the Cayman <laughs> Islands, too, we know. That's the key. Yeah. Offshore bank accounts, guys. Um, yeah, so that's so they got caught, and they did serve prison time. They each served it. And Teresa said throughout the time that she did not realize what she was signing, and she just signed it as being like a good wife and doing what her husband said. Now, the argument is, is that she was benefiting from all of this and was showcasing her incredibly lavish lifestyle, you know, weekly on a show about her personal life and how much money there. And he, the guy was like a contractor. It wasn't, they should not be making, it didn't seem um, like stereotypically like they would be making as much money as they did. And so she very clearly benefited from it. Well, but, but then again, there is also, you know, just for our listeners, there's also something known as the innocent spouse rule. Which, if you are an innocent spouse, you are most likely off the hook. But anyway, we digress. So you were telling us about another version of Desperate Housewives and another scam. Yes. So that was one. That was from the the tax evasion. Um, so that was again something that is not involving a housewife scamming you. The, the TV show in general and like spanning back of scamming people to care about them is just its own scam. But the other scam that they are doing on the side is this woman, Jen Shaw, was a part of this company that you would never assume, never at one point did ever come any mixture with her life in Real Housewives besides the fact that it was fully funding it. And so what she was doing, and she had done this for a very long time, in multiple different companies, they would work with a telemarketing company, a scam company. They would call, they would do cold calls, they would do scam calls, but then also they would offer services like website development and business development and all of these things that had monthly occurring fees, set up people for that, and then not ever give them those services, not ever deliver on that. Ah. And then when somebody would call to cancel their subscription or to get it off, they would have an entire team to send them around by cell phones and rigmarole, like did everything they could to make it incredibly complicated to cancel this service. And that was a, 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 a somebody that was an expert in that and multiple experts on these floors that were doing it. And then they would also use and sort of prey on people that were maybe did, weren't the sharpest mentally or weren't the most savvy. And a lot of people were, at the time, seniors over 55 who some most didn't even have a computer, but they were selling computer services. So, uh, sorry, just to uh, clarify here, were these like robocalls? Were, were, was this an actual, like people no. actually calling and directly uh, scamming? Yeah, them? I think it was, I think there could have been some robocalls mm -hmm. involved, but the part that it's really, they're getting in trouble for right now, um, it's not sort of just like a call center. Mm -hmm. If it, Yeah, I do think it, because they did hire people and there were people on their downline and there were employees in this company, multiple people. So what would happen is after they sort of made this connection with somebody who maybe is less than savvy when it comes to the program that they're selling or even how to handle a scam caller or to be on a scam list, um, then the way she made her money is she would sell her lists of people and names and personal information to other scam companies and then make money on that. And then she would make money on what they, they would make. So she was on a, a line of then other scam companies. 
she was charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing and conspiracy to commit money laundering. But is that a scam, like a, just a straight up scam, Adam? Or is that like a buy this cloth that will make anything sparkle, no matter what it is? Well, that that's one. The, the, the other thing is just if you're selling something that doesn't actually exist, that, that is certainly a scam. That's a scam. That's not a business, yeah. right? Yeah. No. And selling people's personal information without them knowing. That's and a that was where it was. That's a but business. But that, that was no, pretty no. predatory, though. So this is almost like I'm going to create a business that's going to scam you. And then I'm going to take the list of everyone I scammed and give it to another business. So that business, which I also own a piece of, can try to scam them as well. I get it, but Adam, isn't it interesting that the the act of selling the information, mm -hmm. that's legal. Well, right. it's legal provided the people They've know that, you, that, yes. that you're Without selling the information, their information. So on your scam, selling the thing that doesn't exist, you have a privacy policy that says you do understand when you buy this thing that we're, exactly. being, we're robbing you right now, but exactly. you understand that your information can be sold to a third party it's legal. And no one reads privacy policies. So. No one. No yeah. one. Because it's usually in 27th grade English in mouse print. But, you know, again, a lot of situations are where a, a, a company exists, but it doesn't deliver what it's yes. saying it can deliver. Bonkers. I think one question about how this is structured, though, is like, how far down does the scam go? Are the people doing the calls uh, aware of the fact that they're participating in something really sketchy? Well, that's the thing. So... They, this, what's really funny too, is that Jen Shaw on her show, she has her assistant, her assistant, Stuart Smith. And the entire time on the show, she keeps saying, you're my right hand man. I can't do anything without you. You're my number one. You're my lead guy. And he pled guilty to this case and she was pleading innocent until just recently. And so he was going to be called on her trial to you know, go against her. And so she finally just came out and said that she is in fact guilty because I do think there were a lot of people involved in this that took plea bargains or took sort of other sort of, that they had knowledge of it, that it wasn't truthful and wasn't fair. And they are working with, you know, the authorities to get out of situations or help indict other people. Well, uh, you know, here's the actual wording from the U.S. attorney, Audrey Strauss, and she said this in a press release. Jennifer Shaw, who portrays herself as a wealthy and successful business person, allegedly generated and sold lead lists of innocent individuals for other members of their scheme to repeatedly scam. In actual reality, and as alleged, the so-called business opportunities pushed on the victims and their co-conspirators were just fraudulent schemes motivated by greed to steal people's money. Now these defendants face criminal time. Scammers, straight, straight up scammers. But so watching this show, Caitlin, could you, could you like, I feel like you have really good radar. Could you get the <laughs> sense that she was a little crooked? You guys, honestly, I got the sense that she needed to be medicated. And that's like a very <laughs> rude thing to say. It's so rude to say that before anything else, I was like, I don't know how this woman got her money. I don't know. Women get their money all kinds of ways. Men get their money all kinds of ways. You can... You can be a perfectly wonderful, respectable person who dates lots of people and asks them for money and then has a bank account because of all your dates. I don't know. You know, I don't know what people do, but it did seem that there was something off with her that she was like, 
she was always about to snap or about to freak out. And looking at that now, if you're a part of like this, a decade long scheme, this has been going on for 15 years. They've been investigating because she was a part of multiple companies that changed their names. At one point, she was one of the people that was on the calling floor, I believe. And then she just like rose higher and higher in the ranks. Hmm. So when you have been doing this for 15 years, you are going to be on an edge. There's going to be an edge to you. There's going to be a tension. I don't think the human brain and body can sustain that pressure for very long. But what a dumb dumb to like be like, oh, I'm doing all this illegal stuff. I know. Let's go on television. <laughs> That's what we can't figure out. Same same with the Judices. Same with Rardy and Keese. Like we can't figure out Erica Jane, her husband. It's a huge case. He took from all of his victims. He was a huge hiding <laughs> Tom Girardi. Sight. You're hiding in plain yes. sight. That's all you can and, figure. Well, there's also that association with uh, self-aggrandizement mm-hmm. um, that a lot of scammers, I think a lot of the um, people who engage in that sort of activity are the ones who like just have to have that much of a sense of the ego that they feel okay about taking things from people. They deserve it. Adam, send the squad to tra- Travis. Mm-hmm. You're yes. not supposed to say what we're doing on the show. <laughs> Okay, did I just give away the plot? I really love how Travis just like gets down to basics. Like, guys. (laughs) My my joke was bad, but you know, Adam, he just outed us. I think it's time for Travis (laughs) to go. Bye bye. Bye, Travis. Bye. Yeah. So we'll just have to to start a fight with Travis where he starts throwing (laughs) wine glasses and (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) Please. Oh, but, but you know, the thing is that's interesting about this is that, you know, scams actually. A good scammer is a good storyteller. Yes. That's true. Totally. And so, and so when you get to this, you know, all of these arguably, I don't want to, you know, maybe possibly allegedly sociopathic people who are on these shows, not to specify anyone in particular, because um, I don't want to get sued. Because we have no idea yeah, who it might be. <laughs> might be. Of but course. let's just say like, but they are also... I mean, the few people I know who could be described that way personally are excellent storytellers, which is another mm-hmm. way of saying they're good liars. They're great party guests. They're great hosts. You go in there and they create an environment and a moment that you're living in. I completely agree. Think, think of, think of, you know, the most successful scammers, whether it's catfishing or it's any one of enough, the crypto scams, things like mm-hmm. that. It's all about making you believe. Buy the dream. And also it's about the fact that their dream and your dream work together. That really these scammers are only successful if you believe that they are going to get you what you want. If you pay money for the service that they're offering or if you pay into their facade that they're living, because in fact, you can't exist without scamming them. You're not sitting at home making a product of like beating jewelry and selling it and doing a like a simple business, you're doing a business based on the fact that other people are required to, to depend on you in that way. So let's talk for a second, you know, about something we can control because we can't mm-hmm. control the plate flying across the room. Mm-hmm. We can't control the flatware flying or the desire to watch it. Um, yeah, but we can, we can like, be careful about getting scammed and and telemarketing is a great example like what are one of the things that i do when i get a phone call passively you know when i'm answering the phone is i never say the word yes and i don't Mm -hmm. because of voice recognition programs Mm. i never want to give 
my voice imprint to a scammer. So when I get a call I don't recognize, I answer the phone, who is this? Because you can't use that. You can't use that, you know, to, you can't use it to, to scam me in, in, a, in a voice identification scam. Adam, what's something that you do when you, when you suspect you have a telemarketing scam happening to you? I hang up. <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to Bo, who likes to engage the telemarketing scammer and I then try to get their phone doing. number and try to get yeah. them on our show. I love that. Yeah. Bo. You should. You should. I want to know what they say too. I always want to know what they say, and then I've asked, but it's sad, Caitlin. I I got like the okay to offer one of these dudes five grand to be on the show because mm-hmm. we thought it would be worth that much yeah yeah people would listen to the show forever thomas our friend yeah. thomas who he all he wanted was his 30 bucks that's it okay well you know you know why it's like anything more than 30 was dirty as far as he was concerned well they have somebody else that they're doing that they're working under the nobody i don't believe any of these call centers these call scammers were, are working alone no, so I, they have to then justify that they yeah they gave that correct amount, so then they give it to their overhead and then the people under them. No, and because it's, if a you suddenly... it's a dangerous world, too. I mean, totally. Reply All, the, the podcast Reply All, went to India to actually track down mm. one of these telemarketers. Yeah. And their life was imperiled the whole time. Of course it was. I, that's what's, The thing, too, is like uh, the scammers... The scammers are not great, and you don't want somebody stealing from you, but I don't think that many of these scammers have the same sort of um, the same caricature or the same idea that, that they're all like these snake people that were just born and they're awful people and they just want to go out to get you. Usually it's because they're in a situation, they can't afford health care. There's something happening to them and their family. It's a dire situation and when, in case they must react this way. Also a lot of companies are, not paying very well during COVID, a lot of companies shut down. Like people are worried about feeding their families and they turn to a big business that says, don't even worry about it. No one, the Americans don't even notice it. Like what's 20 bucks. It's fine. Like everybody spends 20 bucks because Starbucks, like you, you, they have it reasoned in their mind that their survival is based on doing this type of business. I don't know. I feel very sad for them. So I'm hearing like Adam, sense here adam sense always is the best sense on these things you just let it go to voicemail adam that's it that's that's the answer that's what i do oftentimes i let it go to i every so often if it looks like a vaguely familiar number or i say to myself it's going to be another political call but let's find out who this is yeah um and oftentimes it it is of late a political call again everyone's saying uh, I, I need 15 minutes of your time to tell you how I'm the greatest person that ever walked the planet and you need to give me money. But uh, generally, if I feel in some way that it's, it's, it's going to go in a direction I'm not interested in, I just let it go to voicemail. Oftentimes, they don't even leave a message. Yeah, no, that's true. Because they want to get you in real time. And my, my sense it. is my scams, what am I getting these days? You know, I'm not getting anything really good. Nobody's really... Well, Travis, we have to work on that for Bo because we have to come (laughs) up with something really good for him. Challenge accepted. Hey, Caitlin, this was great. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming back again. I had the best time. I love hanging out with you guys. I just adore it. Oh, we'll we'll do more. 
And thank yes, you for please. sharing real Real Housewife scams with us. Yes. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, well, the next time we'll be, we'll come over to your kitchen. Thank God. I love you guys. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Take care. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rogue Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rogue's got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I, f- I feel positively filthy. <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't get a glass of wine thrown in your face well yeah but i mean no i just don't i can't believe these that I, I well personally i don't watch reality tv so i have a hard time like i i feel i feel bad for everybody like well, why you understand watch this we what? don't we don't need reality tv we have you we have you out chopping wood beating back bears boxing with raccoons nobody cares nobody i swear and uh although i guinevere did post a a video of me with my chainsaw wearing a you know with my stupid hair and everything and and a friend of mine who is actually a tradesman wrote to her it's so good he's the perfect mix of stern art dad einstein sequel weirdness and texas chainsaw massacre (laughs) (laughs) i was like good Christ, I'm going to shave all my hair off. I was thinking more of Leonardo DiCaprio and Revenant myself, but hey. Oh, well, Ap- I, it's I, after he's been clawed by the bear. <laughs> do we have a tinfoil swan this week? We do, actually. Well, Adam, what is the, what is the tinfoil swan? Our paranoid takeaway that'll help keep you safe online. Well, we've spoken a lot about freezing your credit on the show, and I'm a lot less uh, credit savvy, obviously, than Adam. Um, and I think for a lot of people, freezing their credit sounds like a pretty uh, 
daunting or overwhelming process. So I thought it might be helpful just to get a quick run through on exactly what you need to do to freeze your credit. The, the great news about freezing your credit, and Bo has been giving us all a tutorial on it, but the great thing about freezing your credit is it's free. It didn't used to be free. You used to have to pay 10 to freeze and 10 to thaw. But the whole point of freezing your credit is that while your credit's frozen, nobody, including you, can get access to it. And this is a great way to stop people from trying to open up accounts using your information. New account fraud is a very, very big crime out there. And this will stop you. But you have to remember when you have your, your credit frozen, you are gonna have to unfreeze it when you go to do something like get a new phone account or set up a utility, all that stuff, it requires it. But, but it is very easy these days to unfreeze and freeze your, your credit accounts. You have to go to each of the three credit reporting agencies they all have different little twists for how you do it, but in the end, it's pretty much the same. You confirm information that you're really you, and then you can put a freeze on your credit, which means no one, including you, can get access to it uh, unless and until you use either a PIN or a passcode to thought. And, and remember, when you're unfreezing your credit, it's a good idea to ask which credit agency is being used because you can just unfreeze that one. Most places that you're going, like if you're buying a new car, ask them, which, which one are you gonna pull? They'll tell you, unfreeze that one. So when you're thawing your credit and trying to get a mortgage, can you do it from just one agency or do you need to get it from multiple ones? No, if you're getting a mortgage, you have to, you have to thaw multiple credit reporting agencies. Mm -hmm. However, if you're getting any other kind of loan, just find out from the creditor uh, what particular credit reporting agency that they're pulling the report from, that's the one that you thought. Yep, and that, that's the Tinfoil Swan this week. Thank you for listening to What the Hack this week. We hope you enjoyed the show and maybe you learned something. It would be great if you could give us a rating and a review. Why? Well, in addition to making Adam very, very happy, it helps people <laughs> find the show. <laughs> What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Stephen, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.